to wait until they question if their speakers are working. Well, they're probably listening to the intro music right now. Oh, they are. Dang it. All right. Welcome to the 15th episode hey, of the Hey, 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 oh, hey. Oh. We're not doing an intro this time, remember? Because we agree neither of us are going to do an intro. Okay. So, yeah, before the episode, we were arguing about who would do the intro. So, we just chose the third option where none of us do the intro. Yeah. So, so that worked. So, Hi. Welcome yeah. to the Ratman Podcast. No, no, no. That's an intro. We can't do that. But if we were to do an intro, we'd say, welcome like, to the Rat- 15th episode of the, <laughs> the Ratman Podcast. Podcast. Today, we have some fun things to talk about. Before we get into that, please make sure to follow our show. Hit the bell icon so you get notified of every time we upload a new podcast, which is Fridays at 6 a.m., but we will probably do some bonus episodes someday that you won't be expecting when Don't they come. Don't think okay i don't know okay but you never know if we do so that's why you should you should turn the bell on so you get a little ding if we do do it yeah 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 make sure to share with a friend because the only way we get around is by word of mouth so we'd really appreciate that yes please and occasionally when it pops up on somebody's spotify which is probably not very often but if that's oh, how we've you, had if that's like how you over two thousand uh impressions over six thousand six thousand impressions so yeah. people have seen us for sure like what is that freaky little rat doing <laughs> but on today's episode, we are reviewing the movie Good Burger. Yes, sir. Everybody's, nobody's favorite movie. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. It's such a good movie. We'll talk. It's good enough. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Uh, because the, the sequel is coming out on Paramount Plus on November 21st. I don't know who's going to watch that. Me. Man here is probably going to watch it. I will. But yeah, uh, other than that, we haven't didn't plan our episode beforehand. So well, we planned a little bit. A little bit. Just a little. A little bit. I know. I think we're going to be aiming for a shorter episode today because, man, I got stuff to do and places to see. Yes. So, yeah, we'll see what lays in front of us. But why don't we jump into our movie segment? Let's do it. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Oh. Uh, oh, dude. <laughs> so this movie is actually one of my favorite comedy movies. I love this one so much. You tell them a little bit. So it is, uh, I think it was only released, was it released in theaters? I don't know. Yeah, I think. Uh, but it's made by Nickelodeon, starring Kenan Thompson and... Kel Mitchell. Kel Mitchell. It's usually, uh, they're a comedy duo. Oh, my word. <laughs> they are uh, who the did, stars of Keenan and Kel. Yeah, who did a comedy sketch for a while, and they decided to make a movie. Yeah, and it's 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 pretty good. <laughs> oh, it's better than pretty good. This movie is legendary. It's funny. It's awesome. It's, it's iconic. It's not iconic. It yes, literally it only has a five point eight on IMDb. You literally only have a five point eight out of ten on IMDb. Well, it's because people <laughs> just don't know a good looking guy when they see one. <laughs> I want to see the bottom review. What does the bottom review say? Where's the reviews? <laughs> I don't. Nope. I don't do. You all literally take the mouse. <laughs> take the mouse. <laughs> One of my family's favorite kid movies. Yeah, it's good. Okay. That was painful. All right. Who's who? Who directed this movie, and why did they direct it? It was. Uh, oh, it was. Um, I know this off the top of my head. It's Dan Bailey. Not not Dan Bailey. Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider. Brian Robbins. Dan Schneider helped write it. My bad. Okay, and Kevin yep. Coppola, who plays um, Kevin in all that. Yes, I was in. I'm into 90s Nickelodeon. That stuff is golden. It's probably better than uh, newer Nickelodeon. It is. It is. If you've never watched it before and you have Paramount Plus, go watch the original All That from the 90s. It's so funny. As well as Keenan and Kel. Those are like some of my favorite shows of all time. They're uh, they're just fun. Yeah, people actually had a sense of humor back then, didn't they? Yeah, a good sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. now it's all not a good sense of humor. But Shaquille O'Neal's in this movie. Yeah, That's for a very, cool. very brief cameo. But it's hilarious. It was very funny. And of course, this movie keeps actually a lot of the All That cast. I don't know if you knew that. But it's starring Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell, who were both in All That, and Keenan and Kel. It also stars Josh Server, who plays Josh on all that. They all play themselves and all that. Uh, so he was from that, that show as well. And so was um, a person who made a very brief appearance. Yeah, 
Lori Beth Denberg, she plays Connie Muldoon, and that's actually a throwback to all that, where she would walk into Good Burger all the time, and Ed was always Wait, was all that part of Good Burger? Or Good Burger all part of all that? Yes, Good Burger was a sketch that they did all the time on all that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's where it came sense. from. Yeah. So that was like one of their most beloved sketches that they did frequently on mm-hmm. all that because they like rotate through their segments. They do a new one each time. Yep. And so Good Burger was one that just like everyone loved the Good Burger segment. So they decided to make a movie a based film. on the segment. Yeah. And it's hilarious. It is. A, it is a, it. It's a very fun movie. It's one of the it's like a bit more. Uh, it makes a bit more sense than Napoleon Dynamite. It's a, it's just very wacky. It's a very wacky movie. Yes, it is. But good, I like that about it. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Okay, here here's a just so you get the demographic of this movie. Here's a line from it. So it's between Kurt and Ed. Kurt is the boss of Mondo Burger, a competing burger chain, and Ed is Yeah, we never told by, him what this movie's about. Yeah, uh, this is funny. It'll intrigue you. And Kurt is uh, Ed is <laughs> the main character and he works at Good Burger and he's uh not very bright in the head. So um Kurt says, "I want you to bail on Good Burger. Will you make your sauce for Kurt?" And then Ed says, <laughs> Who's Kurt? I'm Kurt. I'm Ed. I'm aware. I thought you said you were Kurt. <laughs> it's a man's sense of humor. Very much. It's it's. Uh, I I very much enjoy this movie. It is. It is. I, it makes me laugh too. It is pretty funny. It's up there in my favorite movies, like next to Napoleon Dynamite. I think Napoleon Dynamite just has you know, it's the legendary status of all comedy movies. That's like the holy grail. This one is really good, and I really enjoy it. But I don't. Know, I might like Napoleon Dynamite Napoleon. more. Dynamite is better. Well, I appreciate this one a little bit more than you do, but um, yeah. So the man's for, like, it's actually might be better than The Dark Knight. No, no. <laughs> I mean, like, No Time to Die is good, but Good Burger, you know, just yeah, Good Burger is way better. <laughs> so they had a budget of around nine million, and wow, on the opening weekend they made seven million in U.S. and Canada, but gross in U.S. and Canada was twenty-three million. And strangely enough, uh, gross worldwide was exactly the same number. So I think it was only released in the U.S. and Canada. I, nobody in Japan is watching this. That would be surprising. <laughs> it's an hour and 35 minutes. That's five minutes longer than your average animated movie. Yeah. And it's uh, mixed in Dolby. That's all it says. Not like Dolby Atmos, not Dolby Digital, Just nothing. Mixed in Dolby. I mean, it's Just old. Dolby. It's old. It's an old movie. So what is this movie about, a man? So this movie is about a, a dim-witted teenager and his new coworker try to save the old burger joint they work for. I'm you this are... one, boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just reading the IMDb page. <laughs> Plagiarism. What are you talking about? I said that off the top of my head. No, you didn't. This movie is about Don't a dim-witted teenager who helps his boss. In the <laughs> quotes it for word for word. No, uh, it's about Ed who works at Good Burger and he is helping out with the business because they're kind of failing. They're losing business, especially to Mondo Burger, which is a new business cha- burger chain right across the street. And it's like ginormous with run by rich kids. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And uh, Keenan, who plays Dexter Reed in the movie, is looking for a job, uh, has some problems. He needs to make some money. And so he goes to work for Good Burger. Uh, actually, he begins working for Mondo Burger, but um, I'm not going to say too much about that. <laughs> then moves on to work for good burger and it's actually a pretty good storyline i think the storyline of it is pretty good it's solid for a comedy yeah for a comedy like no for, it's not for no, like a aim towards kids comedy it's, it's a you know it's a plot it's, it's a, a teens plot. comedy kind of i would i would call it more of a kids comedy that's enjoyed by teens maybe it's a few adults maybe a few i think it's pretty all-around movie it's very clean uh, very mild yeah but like not many adults would think it's funny like us. Okay. We think it's pretty funny. But yeah, it's it's a movie. It's it's a fun movie. It's a movie. That's all this guy can say about it. It's good. It's, it is a good movie. Burger, yeah. welcome to Good Burger. Home, home of the, the Good, good Burger. Burger. Can, can I, I take your order? order? Yep. Huh. Very, very fun movie. You forgot the ha, huh, dude. Huh, yeah. Huh. Huh. I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a, a dude. Because we all do say. Yeah. No, I, I, I do thoroughly enjoy this movie. Yeah. Actually, can I say something real quick? If Kel Mitchell is listening... We'd love to have you on the podcast. That'd actually be so fun, though. Think about it. What if Kellis see Mario? Oh, that would be interesting. Why would he disguise himself, though? Because he 
doesn't want anybody to know his secret identity. I don't know. No, yeah. he's not. That doesn't sound like a Kel thing to do. I no. don't know. Unless anyway. Kel's Batman. <laughs> yes. But yes. Well, what would you rate this movie? One um, out of ten? I would say it's like a 7.5 out of 10. Because it's a comedy movie, okay? Yeah. So like, it's not as cinematic. And I'm it's the te- I'm the techie guy, right? I'm the one who who likes the cinematography of newer movies. I like the Estate Asylum. That's all I like about this movie. Just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I do like this movie. But I also am a huge sucker for comedy and just random dumb jokes that I find yep. funny. And this joke, this movie is filled with that. So it uh, to me, it's one of those movies that I could just watch over and over again. And I've seen it five plus times. Yeah, he watches this movie all the time. It's, it's, it's a fun show. It's a fun show. Definitely a fun show. I would probably give it like a six. That's okay. Yeah. I respect it. I mean, I get why some people wouldn't like it. Is because, I mean, I, yeah. I like it. I like it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think it's fun. I really, it's a very shut your brain off kind of funny movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you wouldn't want to watch it all the time. I know. No. It's no. just not your I'm, personality. I'm too much of a cinema buff. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that I say I don't like uh, it. Shut your brain off. No, you're a cinema buff. <laughs> Just a different type of cinema. You've only seen like 10 movies. <laughs> no, I've not. Dude. I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. We should review Natural Leap right there. We will do that. That is a masterpiece. That one is good. Yes. yes. This yeah. movie is also very good. Yes. I'm just not as enthusiastic about it as you are. Yeah. Well, I, if you want a good family movie that's just filled with dumb comedy that, you, you know, you it'll can make, just have a good laugh. It'll make the kids laugh. Yeah. It'll probably make your teenagers laugh too. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those classics. Yeah. Kind of a cult classic to me, at least. Yeah, it's definitely a cult classic. Loved by few. <laughs> yeah, ouch. <laughs> Just kidding. I think it's actually loved by a lot of people. Good Burger was pretty iconic. You're right, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's pretty fun. But yeah, it was Good Burger 2 is coming out at the end of this month. Honestly, I don't think they should have done it because now the point that they were like they were better playing those roles when they were littler. Yeah. I, well, don't, know. I don't know if it's going to play out too well because they're trying to be the same characters but adults. I get that, and I was they're worried trying, about that too. And they're trying to do the same teen humor. Yeah. So. Well, I I I actually have hope that it's gonna be okay. I think it's gonna be, be okay. a decent movie. I know. I I know Cal Mitchell, and he has like such a great sense of humor. So yeah. he's he's gonna make it fun, for sure. But. Yeah. I mean, well, I love Keenan too. But you know what I mean. Yeah, Keenan uh, plays in the Grinch, the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Isn't he the guy with the beard? Yeah, he's the yeah. over overboard Christmas guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. I love that movie. Anyways. Yeah, Keenan has a great voice, too. He does. Fun for voice acting. He does. And he, I think I, I saw him in a Hallmark movie. Really? I'm almost convinced I saw him in a Hallmark movie. Christmas with Keenan. <laughs> That's what I love about Hallmark movies. Everything is about Christmas. Falling in love with Christmas. In love with Christmas. I am Christmas. <laughs> Girls in the Christmas. Becoming Christmas. <laughs> Christmas in Christmas Valley. Christmas in this Christmas place. Christmas in a Christmas tree. Christmas in a snow globe. Snow globe Christmas. Okay, brother. <laughs> Romantic Christmas. Holiday date. That one is actually my favorite Hallmark movie of all time. Because that one's just peak. Anyways. Not going to ask questions. <laughs> Hallmark, Hallmark movies? They, they got their... Never mind. <laughs> so that's what we have to say about Good Burger. Yep. Classic. It is a, It is truly a classic. And now we shall move on to... Flatman Perspective. Flatman Perspective. Flat rat. 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 We should, we should bring on a guest and call them flat rat. Let's go. Hey. Always moments like that that just throw the energy off that are so awkward. Yeah, they are. Maybe we should have said that. Guys, we deceived you all. This is not the philosophy segment. This is the wisdom segment. Emphasis on the dumb. Yeah, wisdom segment. Um, we dumb. put the dumb in wisdom. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Amanda didn't want to do a philosophy segment today. Understandable. Oh, uh, we don't have anything to philosophize about. I literally gave you something that we can philosophize about. It just doesn't seem entertaining to me. I think it's very entertaining, very intriguing, and thought-provoking. But anyways... Well, real quick, not because I'm questioning it, but... Um, 
because I'm curious what you guys think. Do you enjoy the philosophy segment? Vote in the poll below. Okay. Sweet. Alrighty, and so a man for a wisdom segment wanted me to give advice to aspiring authors. Now, I kind of briefly did this on last week's miscellaneous. I think it was last week's miscellaneous, but, you know, I could talk about this for a while. So, let's talk about how one becomes an author. Well, first you have to want to. Whoa, that's deep. (laughs) No, so, yeah, so... First, you gotta want to. You have to have that love of stories. If you if you're just writing a book for quick money, your book's not gonna get published. You, there needs to be a love of stories incorporated into your stories. You need to love stories before you can write stories. You know that makes sense. Pretty basic, basic things here. And so, for advice for these aspiring authors who love stories as much as I do, just do it. <laughs> um. Where do I start? Well, one thing you said was read a lot of books. Read a lot of books. So a lot of times, actually, aspiring authors will start out reading a lot of books. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily... I read a lot. I don't read a lot of books. I'm trying to fix that, as I've said before. But um, definitely read the genre you're interested in. So that, actually, now that I think about it, that's your first step. Mm-hmm. When you want to become a writer, choose your favorite genre. So me, I love fantasy. I love reading fantasy. I love... Lord of the Rings, Stormlight Archive, uh, Narnia, classics, you know, and I'm and I'm finding more fantasy books as time goes on. So that's how I knew I wanted to be a fantasy author because I love fantasy. But maybe you like thrillers, mysteries. Maybe if you're into the Sherlock Holmes genre, you know, mm-hmm. then you well want to choose the mystery genre. But also, I would recommend sticking to a genre. I mentioned this before. I mean, you can still write out of that genre. A lot of people dabble in many different genres, but at first it's choosing one genre instead of being like, oh, I'm going to write all these stories and in t- across all different genres. Focus on one genre at first. All right. I used to be, well, I used to be like, well, maybe I should start writing a mystery. Okay. I found out it's harder for me. It's harder to write uh, a story in the real world. So that's probably easier for some people than writing in a fantasy world like me. Mm-hmm. So it's different for everybody. But once you do that, how do you know that your story idea is good enough? You don't. I know, it's very discouraging, but you just don't. Yeah, I, I would have, I usually have like advisors for my stories where I'll send little scenes to them, see what they think. Um, but make sure you are passionate about your story because you're going to be working on this uh, for a long time. Like mm-hmm. it usually... An average novel takes over a year, sometimes longer. It took J.R.R. Tolkien 23 years to write the Lord, to write the Lord of the Rings. So this is, wow. you're going to spend a lot of time on this. So make sure you're very passionate about the project. Your world should seem secondary to you. You should love the world. You should love the characters that you are making. Tolkien, uh, in his essay on fairy stories, where he talks about the use of fiction and fantasy, Calls uh calls us authors sub creators. We're creating a secondary world, and we need to love that secondary world in order to create a good secondary world. Mm-hmm. You need to have the love of your creation. And so I believe that all what you're what you're truly passionate about is a combination of what you love and hate. Does that make sense? No. Okay. Do you care to explain? Yeah, I will explain. I was just... Okay. Because that made no sense. But your career, if you want to make writing your career, honestly, if you're just writing for fun, you probably won't get anything finished. Because us writers, we love and hate writing. Sometimes it's the pain in the butt. There's a quote from a famous author. It's like, writing in the English language is one of the most genius forms of human torture. And it is, it is very true. Writing is hard. But... For us writers, it's fun. It can also be fun. Sometimes, I'm guessing. It's the challenge. Yeah. It's the challenge that makes it fun. Well, that makes sense. If it was easy, would it really be fun? Exactly. So that's why it's a combination of something you love and hate. Hmm. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I can relate to that too with passions that I have. Yeah. It's like, it's not that it's easy and I find it very difficult and stressful at times, Mm -hmm. but that, you know, you still love the good parts of it anyway. And that makes it better having the bad parts because... It's contrast. Well, if it's not a challenge, it's boring. 
Yeah. It will become boring. So you want people to think they want like the easy job, but the easy job is boring. It's hmm. a very good point. So yeah, writing writing is hard, it's difficult. You need to persevere. You need to be consistent with your writing, something I'm still working on, so <laughs> I'm guilty of this too. But writing, having a set amount of words to write per day, 300 is usually reasonable, pretty easy to reach. And I would recommend, I've told you this before, uh, an essential guide to writing a novel for a podcast. There's also tons of other podcasters, like Writing Excuses, which, you know, they're they're good. I don't believe they're as thorough. But the thing about the essential guide to writing a novel is that it's the guy who hosts it is a veteran author. But I don't think, you know what? Never mind. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> but he he uh, he is very much older, and most aspiring authors are pretty young. So uh, if you want to find a like a younger per uh, younger a podcast hosted by younger persons, <laughs> <laughs> younger people, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> persons. I'm like the purple alien from that DreamWorks. I forgot home. Have you ever seen seen that movie? Yeah. Where he calls he calls all the humans human persons. Oh yeah. The human persons are great. Yeah, I'm like a purple alien now, guys. Anyways. What <laughs> happened? <laughs> uh I just started listening to the Kate and Abby show. I I don't know if I could quite recommend it yet. I haven't I've only listened to like one episode, but it was pretty good. Uh but yeah. Also, Christian writers. I have there's uh so as you know as you guys know we're Christians. I have specific advice for Christian writers. I'm going to be brutally honest, I hate Christian fiction. New Christian fiction is a pot most of it is terrible. Alright. Mm-hmm. But to like but like parents buy that for their kids. I should say teen Christian fiction, the stuff I've read. Some of it's good. For example, The Cloak of the Light is fantastic. Even it's that, fun. though. Even that. But, yeah. I have my complaints with it. I'm sure you do. But it's, that one was... I really the reason that. The reason parents buy those for the for their younger children is because they're like, oh, this is like a sermon? Here you go, kid. Read this. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't... I, I think Christians forgot why Tolkien and Lewis ever stuck a pen to a book in the first place. They have forgotten why we write. It's not writing can impact people. Yes. And do not underestimate that stories impact people in positive or negative ways, but they think it's a means only a means to impact people. They write to evangelize, which doesn't work the way they think it does. Yeah. And at the end of the day, a lot of writing is meant for entertainment purposes. It's meant for entertainment. Well, actually, all stories have meaning. That too. It's. I believe it's more than just entertainment. Well, yes, there's books that have majority of meaning and majority of entertainment, but then there's good stories that have a balance of both. Good stories have a balance, are entertaining, and have uh, good messages. See, Christian authors just focus on the good messages. Mm-hmm. All right? So, Tolkien and Lewis wrote stories because they love stories. Christian authors these days are writing stories. I'm not okay, I I'm not saying all of them. This is just what I see from the stories. They're writing stories because they think that God called them and they need to therefore put heavy heavy Christian themes and every character is a non-Christian begin becoming saved. Christian fantasy these days is a king got overthrown. And died. What happened next? He got resurrected. <laughs> you know, what? it's no like way. every every fantasy story is now a Christian allegory. Yeah, Tolkien hated allegory. C.S. Lewis is barely a, okay. Mm. Symbolism. Yeah, C.S. Lewis is symbolism, not yeah. allegory. And most and, of the story, but is it's not a good yeah. allegory. Yeah, I think C.S. Lewis is the only person who could pull an allegory off. But it's very like a Christian movie. You know, it's, they're just very cheesy. Mm-hmm. They, they just, I just don't like how Christians think they're so good at writing. Then you read their stories and they're not. They're just not. 
that's tough advice, but well, if it's truth, and uh, mostly it's and as with with a Christian worldview, I think sometimes things that aren't explicitly Christian can glorify God more. I think they do because I think literally limiting think yourself to Christian allegory would really impeach on your creativity. It does, and because you're following someone else's story, and yes, the Bible is a great story. We so, should, you know, take advice from that and learn from it. But you should use your creativity to write. At the same time, all great version. stories derive from the Bible. Hmm. Just look at the biggest movies of all time. You know, most of them derive from the Bible. That's because they impact people. Those are powerful messages. How do you think Marvel got so big? It's literally good versus evil. Yeah, well, <laughs> used to be. Yeah, <laughs> used to be. Well, deriving from something can be different than just. Having a, exactly that's identically parallel, par- exactly par- parallel. Sometimes allegories, you know, do work. Some people call the right allegories. Sure, fine, great. But I'm just saying, like, especially biblical allegories. Once you figure out the story, and again, if you're writing to evangelize and you have like overtly Christian themes, like if the if the if the guy gets saved at the end, and if it's just about a spiritual journey, so who? So imagine there's this. Secular person who's read who reads secular fiction, well, duh, they're not gonna pick up a book about a guy becoming saved because they'll they'll just call it a religious agenda that you're shoving it down their throats, and then boom. Even C.S. Lewis is accused of that. Yeah, but do you know what? Secular people love C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. Secular Lord of the Rings is in the biggest the greatest movies of all time and the greatest stories of all time. They, yeah. He obviously did something right. Mm-hmm. I think Tolkien is the prime example of a good Christian storyteller. Yes. He didn't do it to evangelize. He did it because he loved stories. And a, at that same point, also just a great storyteller. <laughs> exactly. He loved stories and was a great storyteller. Yeah. And he was, he was, I would say he, lo- he was a good storyteller because he loved stories. Yeah. And on, on a similar note, I think, um, if you write a good story and all the credit and fame you get because of it, you give to God, that would do more glory than just writing a story about God. Exactly. Honestly. And it's, you know, it's, you can't measure that kind of a thing. I'm, I'm not condemning. I yeah, have yeah. power over that, but like, Lord, you know what I'm saying? But I do think like Lord of the Rings probably glorifies God, like, because it's a great story, you mm-hmm. know, because Tolkien put his mind to something and di- did something great. Yeah. And he interwined christian themes but not overtly yeah and yeah it's it's really amazing what i think what he did and of course some people still hate Tolkien, you know but sure people hate stories that's kind of a side note but i'm just saying like christian storytellers don't assume because you're called to write stories that you're going to be good at it you need to learn how to write stories that's a very good point you know, like, like they're singers, like, they're like, God called me to do this. And then they sing and you're like, bro. <laughs> of course, I've never really heard of that. But like, God does give you talents and passions that you should use to his glory. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean writing an overtly Christian story. But if you want to write a story for Christians, you know, those stories are great. But they're not going to really just reach a secular person. Don't write a sermon in your story. Yeah. Not every... Don't treat your book like a Bible tract. Treat your book as a story. Yeah. So in summary of all of what you said, you'd would you say, um, tell me if I'm wrong here, mm-hmm. but as a beginning writer, what you should do is read a lot of what you want to be. So surround mm-hmm. yourself with what you want to become. Yep, exactly. And as a Christian story writer, if that's what you are, yeah, you should aspire to write a story that's a story instead of a parallels to the bible exactly i mean if unless you're writing for a christian audience specifically yeah because there's there's i'm not saying there isn't good christian fiction out there oh right for sure i'm just saying i read a lot of christian fiction when i was young and now i'm sick of it yeah so be wary of it it's very it's very all yeah honestly honestly i've learned more from mormon authors (laughs) than i have from from a christian a story but I do think Christians have the ability to write great stories. They're just not doing it. And I do think there's a place for good Christian stories. Mm-hmm. But I would say I'm not a Christian author. I'm a Christian who I'm a Christian who is an author. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I, yeah, I will 
intertwine Christian morality. Your morality is going to come out. Your morals are going to come out, whether you whether you like it or not, in your stories. Yeah, so. and that's you know a good thing. Yeah, that's that's fine a, to show Christian morals or traits. That's what you look. should be doing in a story. Exactly. That's what you should be, but you shouldn't be shoving down it, shoving it down people's throats. Of mm-hmm. course, what you believe is true, and and it's it's the truth, right? But the truth is too of no effect if you cannot convince somebody of the truth. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, I kind of danced around that a lot. Like, I feel like there's no really main point i guess we did do philosophy today yeah i guess we did well sorry guys i guess this was less this was more complaining about christian fiction but it's it's still informative on a final note what i find interesting is that i find a ton of authors who are mormon george lucas is a methodist buddhist he's the creator of star wars and i'm disappointed in the christian genre the christian and the Christian writers who are not part of the culture, who, who haven't written an iconic story, you know? How can Mormons and Buddhists and all these people create iconic stories, dominate half a genre, all right, and Christians have no part of it? Why? Why? As Christians, we should be writing the best stories out of all of them. You know, if we wanted to glorify God, why are we writing good stories? It's 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 a pain. It's a pain. But, yeah. So yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Christian fiction. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> All that to say, I'm not a huge fan of Christian fiction. Of course, well, some people like it, but yeah, if you feel called to be a writer, or if you have a passion for it, or whatever that is, mm-hmm. then definitely look into it spend time i mean as anything you need to practice study it. to study it become good at it yeah don't just hop right into it you need to study it yeah. then of course just write and especially don't expect that you're going to be good at it right away yeah, exactly with but anything right practice makes perfect write a lot write a lot mm-hmm. i don't care if like my first story is i read it out it's terrible too much show don't tell that was like my raw i had no experience in writing so yeah yeah Go just do it, Nike. So yeah, that was that was that was an interesting segment. Yeah, shall we move on to Ratman Rants? Let's go. Wait, that's the miscellaneous one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got the name right. Hey. Whoa. It's called a chord progression. <laughs> no. A, a chord progotion. Yeah, progotion. Bad. <laughs> Man just told me to sing, so. I did. Yes. Yeah. Well, why don't we update them on our stats? Yeah, while you're pulling those up, I have a funny story. So you and I went to the pawn shop yesterday as we're recording this. Um, Wednesday, when you're hearing it. Oh, yep, 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 yep. No, wait, Tuesday. Yes, t- yesterday was Tuesday. Yesterday was um, Tuesday. And we, we finally went to the pawn shop. We've been wanting to do that forever. And we were looking through the music area and I found a bunch of random CDs. It was pretty funny. But I also saw this one record that was all black. (laughs) And we were both really confused. Like, what is this? It was only a couple of bucks. So I said, okay, I'll get it. So I got this all black record. We come home and I put it on and it's just like, you know, your 2010 dance music. And it's you know, that very, entire record. It's very repetitive. Very repetitive. So, you know how long an LP is? It, it's, what is it, like half an hour of listening for the entire disc? No, I don't know how much it is. But basically, the songs were so long that they could only fit two songs on each side of a 12-inch record. And if you've listened to a record before, they usually fit four or five songs on each side. So they're pretty long. Yeah. Uh, and it was quite funny because it was very dirty when we first got it. But then I cleaned it up and it sounds better. But it was just. It's it was just, really weird. It was just so random. And I'm glad I bought it because it's funny. And it it's wasn't a funny that story. expensive anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a hit. I got. I'd love that pawn shop just because they have a ton of Blu-rays. You got some good stuff. I got. Let's see. What did I get? I got The Last Samurai. Pacific Rim. Star Trek Beyond. The Bourne Ultimatum. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Jurassic Park. Jurassic World. Yeah, Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Yeah. Just because, you know, why not? It's Jurassic World. Yeah. But, updating our stats, we have hit 400 plays. 
Yes, thank you guys so much. That's actually really surprising. Yeah, it is. It took us a long time to hit 100 plays, and ever since then, it's just been fast. It's been so fast. Actually, we did hit we did hit a thing, and then we people actually started telling their friends, and then we grew. And we actually have 30 plays per episode, which is an upgrade for us. So yeah, I think that's an all time. You guys are actually helping a lot if, yes if you're wondering if you sharing it with a friend works it does yes it really does yes they actually listen to it they will actually well some of them actually listen to it yeah of course we have a friend who shared it with uh 200 and 30 people just a big group chat yeah but the problem is this is a political group chat and none of them listen none of them listen they're like they're not talking about politics this is a bunch of garbage <laughs> <laughs> Well, if, if that's that's not what you you that's not what you come here for, probably. No, we don't talk about politics. We try Sorry. to we try to stick apolitical, but we're you know we do tend to lean a little bit, a little, just in our morality. I believe in I I'm more passionate about moral politics than I am actually oh, yeah. about uh like politics politics because I believe that uh that bit that uh politics is downstream of culture. So basically, we just uh politics is where morals is dealt with. But anyways, that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother time. But we have hit 34 Spotify followers. So that's cool. So that means 34 people have it in their Spotify library. They just, some of them just don't listen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's majority actually. Yeah. 30 plays per episode. So that's. Yeah, majority. Majority actually listens. And yeah, we're progressing pretty good. But we've also got Q&A responses. And poll responses. So 86% of people out of seven people think we should start an indie film company. And then there's one naysayer. Who, who, he just responds no on just because he can. <laughs> and we put on our Q&A, what is your most bizarre phone story? And we got some bizarre ones here. So we, do. we got, well, talking to my mom on my cell phone, I said, I need to let you go. I can't find my phone. And she said, okay, hope you can find it. Okay, if you did not get the why that story is funny, she was talking on her cell phone. Yeah, and, and couldn't find the phone. <laughs> and couldn't funny. find her cell phone, and literally she was holding it. Anyways. Lady Avril says, I dropped my phone in a parking lot on ice. I was inside when I realized I didn't have it, so I retraced my steps and found my phone on the ground with hypothermia. It died, but I did restart it. That's, we're happy for you. <laughs> yeah. Then probably the funniest one is, left my brand note. Brand new phone in a gas station bathroom while traveling. Didn't realize, didn't realize it until I had driven an hour. Turned around, and two hours later, I. What the? No. <laughs> I can't. It's cut off. Two hours later, found it still in the same spot. <laughs> Thank you, C. Mario. Yeah, I'm glad nobody stole your phone. Yeah, that's. That must, have been, that must have been interesting for the people who like in the bathroom after you just say like, wow, <laughs> somebody forgot their phone. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are interesting stories. Yes. But maybe a little more bizarre than yours. From definitely, last episode. definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, all I did was drop mine. It was it was truly depressing. Sorry. Francis. Oh, we did talk about uh, bizarre phone stories, like the text that we had gotten. Do you remember that? What do you mean? The random text that we had gotten. Like well, the one question was, "What was the weirdest text you've oh, ever?" Gotten? Oh yeah 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 the, yeah the, yeah the my friend pranking me. Yep. And then for me, I still don't know who that was. Oh yeah, for go you. listen to Al- go listen to last episode if you haven't. But there was one crazy fun story that we didn't talk about is when the guy sent you his credit card information. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it was from our local bank too. I was like, what? <laughs> he sent the picture of the front of the credit card. It looked like he was on an escalator or something. It was like really blurry, and then it also said security code number number number. I was like, what the? <laughs> So for his sake, I deleted it because yeah. if that was me, I would be terrified that I just sent my credit card information to the wrong person. But it's not, I would not, I would not take that information. <laughs> I would feel so bad. Well, lucky him that you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. That's so random. <laughs> that would be so scary when you realize you're. I got to tell you another phone story. So I was, <laughs> I randomly became a part of a, a group chat that is the weirdest group chat I've ever seen. And it's Wait, so you never told me about this. I didn't. I told Chad on on Monday, but is this um, recently? Fairly. Dude, so, let me look at this. Look, Can I hold, see on, it? hold on, hold on, hold on. I see it. I will show you. So the first message I received, too funny. Sorry, I blamed you, Carla. Lol. Thanks for the great idea, Sarah. Wish we had a video when Steve comes in tomorrow morning. Smiling emoji, <laughs> rat emoji, rat emoji, rat emoji. 
And then the picture that they sent right after that Show was me. the best. What the heck? <laughs> so it's a lady kneeling on the ground in front of like 20 rubber rats. <laughs> They're me. They're just, my cousins. Yeah, just like so many of them. They're all fake, I think. What the heck? But it's just so random. And then like I got a video and another picture. Uh, but it was just so funny. Like, Dude. Hearing Carla, he usually comes around 730 if you are. Stop. I want to see it. <laughs> Usually is uh comes around at seven thirty. If you are there, you should try to secretly video him. Thanks, Jojo. That would be so fun to see. These are great. Thanks, everyone. I'll give it a try. I'm there around seven twenty. <laughs> then, then they just said, "Nice ladies." What? He'll probably have it all cleaned up before anyone gets there and act like it didn't happen. Haha, <laughs> you're probably right, lol. Right, lol. And then um, there's a video of someone just like walking up to the window. Oh, it's a great quality too. Yeah, there must be an Android on this group chat. Well, it's not in there, and he's not in yet. I'm not sure what's up. So it's still there. I didn't look far enough. And then this is just a video. Look at how many rats there are. Oh, my word. They're like fake rubber rats. Wait, it keeps going. My word. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. There's so many rats. It's an office building. It is, and I really want to know where this is, but I'm just so glad I got to become a part of this group chat. <laughs> they don't know. Uh, they don't know. <laughs> they put in my number. <laughs> And I am uh, very grateful for that. I honestly, think it's hilarious. the amount of power you have right now, though. <laughs> yeah, well, that happened a while ago, and they haven't sent anything, so I'm guessing they figured out that Bill wasn't on the group text, so they went and added him. But you still have the capability that you're on the group chat. Oh, yeah. I, I can just go and rewatch those rap videos as much as I want. Oh, my word. That's hilarious. I mean, but but they still, the, the, the group chat still exists. Yeah, it does. Maybe they just didn't, when was that? I don't know. Check uh, when the first text was. The first text was. I have to find the group chat, but I just remember seeing like the picture of the lady on the floor with all the rats. It was October twelfth. Oh, okay. You didn't tell me about this until now. I guess not. I just didn't think it was noteworthy, but then I realized it was pretty funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. This <laughs> <laughs> is big elaborate prank of pranking Steve <laughs> with all these rats and. <laughs> I just got to see behind the scenes. You <laughs> yeah. Know? I wonder. I wonder if they do know though. I don't know. I should message them. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. Like, <laughs> you're like, so do you have the video footage? <laughs> yeah. Of Steve getting pranked. I don't know. Anyway, that's you should, my story. You should just say I'm a fr I'm friends with a rat. Yeah. Maybe you should just block them. Hey, one of those rats is my friend. Is, yeah. Well, like sometimes you never. <laughs> yeah. Or or maybe maybe do this maybe not or just send a link to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well you know one of those um it's it's always hard to tell if a video if a message is a scam or not but they were our local area code and it looked like you know pictures yeah. of real people well, yeah, so I, I would assume yeah so i don't think they're gonna still just might not be wise yeah you know? i just thought that was so funny it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. i never sent anything on it because i was like eh, whatever it's not yeah. a big deal but just at least being a part of that was funny <laughs> Or when you got the text about when it was, uh, come down here, you better be down here, young lady, to do oh, the dishes. I figured it out. I think it was my youth group leader, and he has a daughter uh, that shares my name. Oh. And so he's like, hey, you know who your, your phone assistant, text this person, and it ended up going to me instead of his daughter. Oh. And he's like, oh, sorry, wrong person. But it's so funny. He was like, you have five minutes to get down here and clean up the dishes, young lady. I was just like, what the heck? That is awesome. I told you guys I'm a man. <laughs> Those stories, though, that I i don't really have that much happening except actual scammers, you know? Yeah. I was like, you won a million dollars. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sure I have. Oh, did you then try? I'm, no, it's a very <laughs> sketchy link, bro. Yeah, I'm not going to click on that. And there, you know, there's the classic, you know, scammers where they just send the name and then you're like, okay, yeah, I know this is a scam, so I'm not going to say anything because that's dangerous. So I really haven't had anything funny happen, sadly, which I, I, I wish I did. I really wish I did. You know, but it's pretty funny. Pretty funny. I remember I got a call when I was at your house and it was, hey, is this Tammy from Healthline? <laughs> and I was like. Oh, I've heard this before because I got in. I when I got my number, I kept getting texts if I was like Tammy from Health, Healthline. I don't know if it was Healthline. I don't remember, yeah, yeah. but that's just the company name I'm making up. Is this Tammy from Healthline? 
And so on the phone with you and some other some other guys, I just said, "No, this is Batman." <laughs> and the guy was like, "Oh, this this isn't Tammy." I was like, "No, but do you know where Rachel is?" <laughs> He's like, "Uh, no, I I I don't know. I need to find Rachel. Do you know where Rachel is?" Beep beep beep. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, that's one of my favorite stories. I wish I got more calls, like if I was the wrong number, because I would just do the Batman voice all the time. It's just I so funny. Where you, there was these like two kids who prank called you, and you just rickrolled them. Oh like yeah. A oh, I forgot about that. That was funny. But so what they were tending to do is to set two phones right next to each other, and so that they would talk back and forth, and they would have no idea what was going on. Yeah. So they prank call two people. But the other person didn't answer. But we just, yeah, we rickrolled them like absolute legends. Oh, you rickrolled them, I should say. I didn't was that my idea? I don't think that was my idea. No, it was Chad's idea. Yeah, that's yeah, what I thought. Because it was an obviously prank call. Yeah, that's funny. It was like two seven-year-olds who thought they were funny. Anyways! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think this is good for Rap and Rants. Why don't we head to our challenge? Sure thing. So, All right, what's uh, our segment okay. today? <laughs> So our challenge today is courtesy of I. I thought we were just gonna start. It w- oh, who's this challenge from? Our youth group leader. Is it? Yeah. Remember, we're supposed to be asking questions, right? Maybe. No, dang it! I've already lost. This is harder than I thought. <laughs> so I I think this question is. Uh, the, the challenge we have today is see how long you both can go with only asking questions. Never answer. Right? So I think we're going to try to corner, corner each other. You need, you need to yeah. tell me when we start, bro. Okay, okay. So, we're, we're actually going to start. When? Maybe at 7 o'clock. No, I keep thinking of possibilities. Dang it. Question. Okay. Are we starting at 7 o'clock? I don't know. Are we? I don't know. Are you wearing underwear? Did you just make that very awkward for me? Yes, I did, but how are you going to respond? Should I respond like, how dare you do this to me? No? (laughs) No, maybe not. That wasn't really a question on my bad, uh, on my half, so I'm sorry. Well, I'll change the topic. What kind of teas do you like? Maybe Earl Grey? Earl Grey's pretty good. Is, is that a tea? It is a tea. E? Is it? You already lost, bro. This is much harder. Yeah. This is kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it would actually be this hard. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Why don't we well, just start like a normal conversation? What if we just ask questions but never respond with anything relevant? Just That's, asking questions. Okay. What is life? What are you? What are you? What's a possum? What is a tail? How many are deer? To you? What is a deer? Are we a deer? Are we several deer? Are you a hat? Do we wear hats? Why are hats? Why did we make hats? What are hats? Why do hats exist? If you put a duck on your head... Is it a duck hat? Does it have a bill? (laughs) (laughs) Is it a hat? you draw a liger is that a liger is that a liger did the ligers ever stop is a hot dog a sandwich are hot dogs dogs why are they called hot dogs if they're not dogs is it a hot dog if you buy it frozen is it a frozen frozen dog is it a cold dog maybe it's a freezing dog. Why are hamburgers made out of beef? Is it because beef are very beefy? I don't know. Why isn't a burger made out of ham called a beef burger? Do all burgers have buns? Or do all buns have burgers? <laughs> Whoa. 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 Should I be impressed with that question? Maybe you should. I don't know. 
Why did the chicken cross the road? Was it to get hit by a car? I don't know. I was wondering too, but now that I've said this sentence, I have to figure out a way to turn it into a question before I end this sentence, which is going to be really hard. Or is it? Do you know? That was really cool. Maybe. Uh, end it better than that. Keep going. Going? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anything that's a question, you just end in. Uh, yeah, that kind of felt miserably kind of. But. All right. Yeah. That's all we got for you. Because sorry, wow. today. It was kind of lame today. but Yeah, well, it's an okay episode. It was mediocre. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I should have more appreciation. Should I have more appreciation for Christian fiction? Do you like Christian fiction? Should we should we put a poll down there? I want to see how many people. Yeah. Do you do you like Christian fiction? Well, Am I that'll, wrong? That'll are be Christians the... are actually really good at writing stories? I don't yeah. know. That'll be the Q&A. Yeah. That'll be a Q&A. And what are your favorite stories? I would like to know. What are your favorite books? Fiction books. So then we don't, don't just get the Bible. <laughs> we know that might be your favorite, but... Think of other books. Yeah, think that's of an books. exception. That's an exception. What is your favorite book besides the Bible? You're a Christian. That's the Book of Mormon. You're not a Christian. <laughs> or one of Stephen Hawking's books if you're an atheist. <laughs> all right. Well, that's about all we have today. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you listening. like this episode, give us a five-star review and a follow. And a follow. And a share. And yeah, and a share. Follow, share. Ding, ding. Bye.